Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you're interrupting our vacation. I'm going to be totally honest. You are interrupting our vacation where... Oh, Rachel needs a heating pad. Here's the thing, people. Uh, we're recording this 48 hours before it airs. Yep. Sitting on a bed of an Airbnb in uh, the middle of Madagascar. <laughs> Actually, we were we are in Hawaii. We are in Hawaii. Our or favorite place in the world to vacation. But Madagascar. we like to tell people that we're not because you listeners would probably be surprised to understand how weird people can be. I love weird people. You are not as keen on weird people. Yeah. I'm just a huge fan. No, no, fan. I like like people who are actually weird. I get creeped out by people who figure out where we like to have, you know, salsa on a Wednesday night and come meet us there. I this is going to be one of those episodes where we get a bunch of comments oh, from comment people away. who are like, all they do all they is do, complain all they do. about their fans. No, Pam. Fans are one thing. Fans are everything. Fans are why we are having a business and able to support our children, and we love fans. We get a little creeped out by creeps. Here's the thing. I didn't mind Sheila staring through the rental master bedroom <laughs> window the other night. Sheila, come on back. Um <laughs> Here, I, I people are just people. Just I think one don't have a like perfect appreciation of boundaries in 2019, but also uh, they're expressing their love. Yeah. So bring the your, reason, the, the only love. reason we say that is if you hear this and you're like, wait, I live in Hawaii, or I'm on vacation in Hawaii, I should probably do some detective work to figure out where the Hollises are staying. Please don't. I'll be honest. I put up a picture of one of our children on the beach yesterday. And Please, I no. cropped out a picture. A, a landmark? Uh, I cropped out a part of the island. Smart. Because Good. I was like, you know what? Yes. Someone will try and take a picture from this exact I angle. I approve of this. I approve and of this. I'm not here for that. No, there are some... Based on what beach you're on in Hawaii, like if you got certain things in the background, like a rock formation or a cliff or the way, you know, certain two palm trees cross each other to make an X to tell people where the treasure is buried. Uh, you got to you got to make sure it's nondescript. If you're right now, like, what is this episode about? This Sorry. is our vacation episode. Sorry. This is vacay. We're hanging out. We're talking about everything. We're talking about everything. Here's we're talking the first about. thing if we're going to talk about. Hard hitting. If you want learning, go to any prior episode, not this one. This is for someone who's like doing the dishes yeah. and just wants to laugh or like misses the sound of our voice because we're not doing live stream right or now. Or judge us for talking about people trying to just display their love by showing up on the back patio of a rental in Hawaii. Yeah. Sheila, like I said, come on back, yeah. y'all. Wouldn't it be, Yeah. What if we like brought someone in who's like, oh, here's here's a super fan now. I'm Rachel Hollis. And I'm Dave Hollis. And we're married. For like 15 years. And we have four kids. That's like a thousand kids. We've been foster parents to four kids as well. And we're running a business together. That's a lot of things. It is a lot of things. But we know that it's possible to have an exceptional relationship regardless of the stresses you have in your life. So if you want some tips and tricks on how we get through all the things, this is Rise Together. 
Okay, first thing we're going to talk about. You know what would be a funny episode? We will I never do it. I can't even get it. a word in edgewise we'll with you. What is happening? We'll never do it, but what would be a funny episode is if we told true stories of the really creepy things people have done. Oh, jeez. We won't. I, if they're creepy I to you, and, you and lovely no, to me. They're expressions of love. No, don't. You're going to make me sound like I'm a jerk. Be honest. <laughs> we have had some stuff that would make the average person's toes curl. Uh, no, I just disagree. Do you want a list? I can't give you a list. Y'all I don't know wanna, why I can't I, give a list. You know why? There's no because there's no list. No, there are lists. Uh, I can't give them because here's why: the people who have done these things do not understand that what they did was scary. To here's us. the thing: I thought that the full body wax candle <laughs> version of you no, jumping okay. on a stage I'm was mouth, a lovely. I don't want to say a real one because I don't. I the person people's. Don't have self-awareness to understand how scary it was. Number one. Wait a second. If someone comes over and mows your lawn without asking, (laughs) that is, again, a show of respect. Okay, second one. The... Listen, if you make a skin suit that you are asking <laughs> your idol to wear on a stage, don't ask what kind of skin it Silence is. Just put it lamp. on. Just put the lotion in the basket. Put the lotion in the basket. <laughs> okay, what were, what were you trying to say? I don't even remember yeah. anymore because you've ruined everything. Okay, but here's, here's what I was going to say. Okay. Honey, I've been wearing contacts for basically the entirety of our vacation. Why do you think How? I plucked your eyebrows for you today? We went there. We did. Because everyone, if you are in a relationship with your partner, true or false, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make a sweeping generalization about gender, which I know is not always true, because we have guy friends who are the most well groomed people we know. But if you are in a heterosexual relationship, you got a straight dude and a lady, okay? How many of you, you're a lady, you got a straight dude that you're with? You got to help him with some grooming. I don't mind help. Yeah. You get I do it, not mind help. You get a little free to Kahlo every once in a while. And the thing is, guys, I can't see it because Dave Hollis wears glasses. But when he wears contacts, all of the sudden, I'm like, where is Diego Rivera? Let's go live in a blue house in Mexico City. Look at you with your jokes that have layers on layers. <laughs> It's unbelievable. Vacation really brings it out of you. I've been waiting to see you be funny for months. You're welcome. And finally. Hold on, you have an eyelash. Oh. Let's make a wish. Awesome. Make a wish. I hope this podcast is over soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, here are other news flashes. Not that anybody cares, but if you're still with us and you're still working your way through those dishes in the sink, um, I have no tolerance for alcohol anymore. None. So Dave's not drinking at all. We talked about that for a while, a while ago. Um, He's super healthy, killing it because he's not drinking. I'm drinking once. I mean, I drank on anniversary. Yeah. Like a once every couple weeks. Maybe I have no tolerance. I decided to make myself a drink tonight because we're on vacation. And I was wanted to live my best life and have a little sippy sip. I think I had three drinks and I could not, not... three drinks, three sips. Oh yeah, yeah, no, not three drinks of the cocktail. Oh, I understand, but like 
Yeah, yeah. For made some it, people, oh, three full no, cocktails would be guys, like, I would oh, my tolerance. Be dead. Yeah, you'd be you'd be gone. We'd be having a no, funeral in Madagascar. I am telling but you right now, you I don't know sips. why, I don't know why a police officer might show up at this Airbnb and ask me to do sobriety test right now, but I could not pass it. I don't number one, you haven't broken any laws. You're right. Yet. You're right. But two, I don't know that this is a bad thing. It's like it's not. super economical to have Agreed. a low tolerance. Agreed. Good I for your health. I might get a little bit more lucky when you are a low tolerance human. That's true. And your humor game is sky high. Remember that Frida Kahlo joke yeah. you told like yeah. a minute ago? I do. I'm still I'm enjoying that. It, it was so good. It. Yeah. Uh, I could have made a reference about the back brace she had to wear. No, you don't have to. The bus accident. Nope. It's already a good joke. Do you know the first movie I worked on at Miramax? Don't tell me it was Frida. It was Frida. Oh, man. The first celebrity Full I circle. ever talked to on the phone, Selma Hayek. No kidding. Calling to talk to my boss at the time. Wow. And her phone was cutting out. And so she kept saying, it was like, okay, I'm going to reenact. Okay. You say hello. You say Mark Gill's office. Mark Gill's office. <laughs> That's all I could hear. What a story. Okay, wait, I'm not done. Oh. And I said, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Can you? Like, so this person kept keeps trying to speak, which I can now tell you is because Frida slash Selma was in deep in the heart of Mexico filming this movie. And this was a long time ago. We did not have the cell phones that we have today. Sure. And so she just kept, I could understand that she was asking to speak to Mark and she was like, upset but i didn't know who it was and i was just like i'm so sorry ma'am who is this and finally like it was like when you're in a movie theater and you're um talking loudly because the trailer's happening and then the trailer stops but you accidentally scream what you were I saying at your friend yeah so this the the line goes perfectly clear and she says it's Selma hayek and i was like i'm so well, sorry Ms. hello hayek. one moment please Remember yesterday when you threw a football at my leg? Here's the thing. <laughs> we were playing football, <laughs> and you yelled hot route like we were in a movie. What it, movie? Wedding Crashers. Oh, Wedding Crashers. Yeah. Oh, Which such still a good movie. totally holds up. It holds up. Absolutely inappropriate on every level. But if you were wondering if Wedding Crashers is as funny as when you saw it in the theater, it is. It is. You threw a football that felt intentionally intended to bounce just before me so that it could throw you sand on I the entirety of my body. You think I have ball skills? Here's the thing. You were throwing spirals like Brett Favre and Tom Brady had a baby and they named it Rachel. I was, actually. Yeah. But I don't know how to aim. Well. I just know how to throw a spiral to my 10-year-old to make him feel strong. In my moment of frustration, I can't aim. You did aim. it on purpose. And I threw... Here's the thing. I was actually aiming for about a foot and a half in front of you yeah. so that you would be sprayed by it sand. It went right into my shin. I know. As hard as a football can go. Luckily, it was soft. Well, it still, it still hurt. Your feelings or your leg? My leg. When your skin is like wet from the ocean and then something slaps it as hard as it can. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> well. Do you know what this podcast is like? This is like if you guys were on vacation with us. Yeah, we're just having a hangout if session we were in a warm room out, in Hawaii. Yeah, this would be either, this is the conversation we would be having while we played Uno with you. Oh, oh thunder. thunder in Hawaii. Um, if you don't know how to play Uno or Mexican Train, 
we're not ever going to be a family who vacations Yeah, we can't together. do anything together. Can I talk about the smorgasbord that was dinner tonight on vacation? We're not doing great with... Well, we did make tacos last night. We were in a house. We, we Airbnb it because we like to obviously be able to cook for the kids. But I'm going to be honest. We've had turkey sandwiches for almost every meal since we got here. You are uh, correct, except that tonight... You there were suck. three different meals that were happening. Dave was in uh, I was dinner. in charge of getting a propane tank for a barbecue, yeah. and I failed. I yep. went to Safeway. Safeway, you don't have propane tanks. As yep. a as a like a little alert to any shoppers of Safeway, and I don't know where else there are stores near the place that we're staying. But the bottom line is, dude, just there's got to be like Home Depot. There's got to be something. Ace is the place for the help for hardware man. You, for the help for hardware person. I don't know what the last line doesn't last matter. Line is. I couldn't okay. get propane. So here comes dinner time. We've just come back from having have a little bit of time on the beach, and uh, I'm instructed, "Hey, let's figure out dinner." Yeah, I don't know. And I had, right I, thing, yeah, no, but, I had done dinner last night, and so it was like, "Hey, Dave, can you take on dinner tonight?" So in my mind, from the other room, I remembered the stove of the place that we're staying in having a griddle, and it that was a that was a bad memory. Well, also the best thing that happened was that Dave. Thought it was a great idea. He literally went and took wieners out of the refrigerator. Hot dogs. Wieners. A hot dog is the completed food with the bun and the wiener. That's a hot dog. Nobody calls them hot, uh, wieners. That is what the food is called. What are you talking about? A hot dog is only a hot dog if it's in a bun. The skies are shouting because they agree with me. If you told me to go to the store and get some wieners, I'd come back with a guy named Paul and Todd. <laughs> I don't think you could say that on I, our podcast. Oh, I can't? What does that mean? They have wieners. That's what a wiener is. <laughs> oh, this podcast just got rated R. Oh, is, is it getting blue? That's probably inappropriate. I've never, ever once thought, you know what? I'm going to go shop for wieners at the store. Oh, it's what the food is called. Separate. Forget it. Regardless, regardless, the bottom line is he takes a package of wieners out of the refrigerator and he puts them, y'all, directly on the gas burner. That's how he decides to cook wieners. Like he's I like he's it was warming a up a tortilla. I thought it was a griddle. You didn't think it was a griddle? It I was the stove top. I, well, I realized after I started, but I had already in my mind had that as the master plan of how you cook a hot dog. Thinking of a master plan. But nothing but sweat inside this hand. Don't sing it if you don't know the words. <laughs> what Please, is it? Don't you, embarrass yourself. You sing it. You sing no, it. I, the thing is that I don't want to. Thinking of a master plan. Nope. Let's just stop. Dreaming of a master plan. Dreaming. You're actually of dreaming. A master yeah. Plan. But here's the thing. But let's ain't not nothing do this. But sweat inside my hand. It doesn't matter. It does matter. It's hurting my feelings and really the listeners' feelings, and I want to protect them. You know what? You're so the one who I the started weird joke. a hot dog cooking on a griddle, and I ended up putting it in a frying pan. Yeah. And cooking hot dogs in a frying pan is like a time capsule. It like yeah. a, like a time machine. It and took I feel me like back to probably, my. They were probably good. I'm sure that they were, but you I know wouldn't what? My eat a hot dog. My people didn't love us enough to grill or or saute a dog, a wiener. So anyway, the, the bottom line is I am cooking these hot dogs while at the same time, Rachel is Making creating a turkey sandwich. A turkey sandwich. <laughs> and I realize that hot dogs and Dave Hollis do not go together. Ever. Ever. That's why I won't eat a hot dog. And... Because you just... The rest I'd had of the a turkey night. sandwich the night before, so I decided to make eggs 
and toast. And sausage. With some sausage. And it was delicious. Top of the morning to you. Top of the morning to you. Um, You know what I'm wondering? I could not even begin to guess. I was wondering, because I was thinking about what to do a podcast episode about. I was wondering, celebrity couples. If you could ask a celebrity couple anything, like, is there anything you'd want to know? Like, Chris and Bell, Dax Shepard, you curious? Ellen and Portia, anything you need to know? Like, are, are there things you would ask a celebrity couple if you could? Or, no, you feel you feel pretty good on your knowledge. It's tough because when I think about, like, oh, who are the celebrity couples that I really look up to as, like, rocking it, killing it? It's tough to, like, really pinpoint a couple that I'm like, man... They're the ones who I want to reach out to and get the the four one one on how they're killing it relationship wise. Yeah, like yeah. Dax and Kristen, they seem awesome. They seem I'd love fun. to hang out with them. I'm still looking for that invite to the Armchair Podcast. But uh, if you are invited to the Armchair Podcast before I am, challenge Dax. Let's ruin Rachel Hollis's life, brother. I don't even have words for that. Oh, I have words for it. It would be awesome. And I would wear a beanie because most of his guests sit up in that attic wearing a beanie. I wish you wore beanies. I'm never going to wear a beanie I until be, I get invited onto Dax Shepard's podcast. I would be so here for you wearing a beanie. That would be so attractive to me. It's you like can't grow a beard. 83 degrees you in this room You can't grow right a beard, now. but if you could just take on some kind of hipster persona... I Maybe started overalls. wearing pants that barely go to my ankles. You have. I'm really proud of your um man priest. Your, your man priest. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I like them a lot. I mean, I bought them for you, so it makes sense that I like them so much. Your eyebrows look perfect right now. <laughs> Thank goodness. I did. Something's good going right on this vacation. Work. We went to the beach today, and it was overcast when we went when we got down there. It was like 83 degrees. True. And about eight seconds into sitting down in the chair. Just a light sprinkle. Yeah. Right? And it went away for about 10 minutes and then a light sprinkle. Mm-hmm. And then about 51 minutes into us enjoying, we were listening to a podcast together. Yeah. Dave it was and I are big fans of sitting, like looking at some kind of beautiful view. So it could be our backyard back in Texas or here we're sitting on a beach. And we sit in chairs right next to each other. And then I put an AirPod in my right ear. And then he puts an ear pod in his left ear, and then our our other ears are close to each other, if that makes sense. We could still talk. But we listen to music or we listen to a podcast together. We were listening to a podcast. Our three boys we were having this like holy cow moment of watching another full hours worth of them actually playing well together and getting along. Vacation miracle. There's like there's something about vacation that moves them away from their traditional roles in our home which is a little more adversarial and into a cooperative they're like friends. yeah they're buddies and they were like digging holes together and riding boogie boards together and doing all the things it was like man i feel like i'm winning at parenting when i watch non-fighting three older boys motion for an hour if this is your first time listening to the rise together podcast we're sorry. I mean, honestly, you we could apologize. listen to every other Literally, episode and have a richer like 50 experience. Fifty other this episodes one. that would be helpful to you. This is the vacation episode about nothing. It is literally about nothing. This is the Seinfeld of the Rise Together podcast. Yeah. What kind of um, 
relationship advice would you give to I was going to ask a serious question and I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't want to hear your serious answer and I don't want to have to give a serious answer myself in return. So what kind of relationship advice would you give to Miss Piggy after 25 years of loving Kermit in a totally unrequited way? Well, I mean, <laughs> you're welcome, America. I would tell her that when Why you're pining so many for songs anyone who does not return your pine and what's on the you got to move on side. this pig has wasted the better part of Rainbows her prime years our visions on a frog that can't commit illusions she needs to walk away those have Nothing and if he comes back, hide. he's hers forever. <laughs> if you can listen to the last 15 seconds of this show and it doesn't make you laugh, then right now I'm going to tell you we could not be real life friends. There's nothing for us. There's here. nothing for you here. If that if that level of comedic genius with Dave answering the question with no prior warning nope. and me in a beautiful, hauntingly melodic retelling of Rainbow Connection. Rainbow Connection came to life. undertone. Like I've never heard before. I don't, I don't know what to tell you, son. All right. Um, remember that one time when you made me watch The Lord of the Rings while we were dating? The Lord of the Rings trilogy... Or we, we, we were married, actually. One of the greatest cinematic achievements in the history of the movie business. And just because you don't like fantasy does not mean that it's wrong. It's a terrible, terrible it trilogy is, that begat a terrible, terrible trilogy. Look, there are two kinds of people. There are people who like Lord of the Rings. And the ones that are right like me. Yo! No. No. You're, it's <laughs> dumb. You guys want to know the all the movies Dave Hollis doesn't like or hasn't seen? How about a single Indiana Jones? Not one Indiana Jones movie has this man seen. Do not take his opinion. He does not know what he's talking about. I did play the Lego video game with the boys once, though, so Dear I feel like I have a pretty good Lord. sense of what happens in it. I hope Harrison can't hear you. I know that Harrison Ford is a regular listener of the Rise Together podcast. Hello, Harry. Huge fan. <laughs> he's a huge fan, and I'm sure he's deeply hurt by that information. We're we're working on this podcast primarily to keep he and Callista's relationship. Are they still together? I almost referenced alive. them as a couple, but I I didn't know if he's still with Ally McBeal. What are you talking about? Well, I don't I don't keep tabs on Harrison Ford. Well. I stopped watching E! News Daily, so I can't tell I know. you. Speaking of celebrity news, Entertainment Tonight. How about that? Entertainment Tonight. Yeah. Entertainment Tonight ran a, what do you call it, segment, piece? A hard-hitting expose. An expose on me. Rachel Hollis. Last week. And what's so crazy, speaking of, actually, we weren't speaking of any segue for this, but... Um, <laughs> 
They came for an entire day. They taped yeah. for an entire day. They got to our house at 6 a.m. 6 a.m., you guys. They taped for an entire day. They did interviews with me by myself. They did interviews with Dave. They did individual interviews with our team. They recorded the entire morning show. They did the entire morning meeting. They did a meeting we had with creative team. They did a meeting we had about the QVC yeah. line. They did a full day of taping. How long was the segment? One minute and 48 seconds. One minute and 48 seconds. That's showbiz, baby. Am I right? So much on the cutting room floor. So much. Um, speaking of cutting room floor, we're, we're together editing Dave's book right now. Indeed, we are together editing Dave's book right now. I'm moving a pillow. I'm sorry for the background noise. Uh, do you want to talk about the editing process and how at first it was bad and we argued about it? The editing process was and still is bad. We're just not arguing about it anymore. That's it? That's the whole story? No. Here's the thing. Like, I am trying to do a nearly impossible feat, which is be an author in the shadow of the greatest living author on the planet. Why do you think, why do you say shadow? Because you are a, like, monument to authors in the universe, and I but nobody come up is to in, but that no. monument, and I'm standing there, and the sun is just behind the monument, no. and there is a shadow that's being cast no, inside nobody, of which I'm standing. Nobody who creates anything is in competition with someone else who creates anything. Everybody is doing their own thing. Everybody is in their own race. Oh man, it's people, getting serious now. People this perceive. Is unbelievable. No, people perceive. They put themselves in a race with other people, and nobody even invited you to this track meet. Yes, man. you're so, in your own thing. You're doing your own I am beautiful doing, thing. Here's the thing. I am one surprised by what you, as a person who's written seven, eight now books. You represented how hard it is to write a book. And I was like, girl, wash your face. Mm -hmm. No, I said, uh, I did not take as seriously the challenge that it is to write a book because uh, 60,000, 65,000 words, it's a lot of words to write. And at about 30,000 words in, most of your best stories are on the paper. 100%. And so you hit this point about halfway through where you're like, oh, like, uh -oh. this was a terrible idea. This is not going to be good. And you just have to keep pushing through and keep writing. So that's one. Two, getting to the end of something for me that was trying to take what you did in being super vulnerable and tell stories about stuff that people don't usually talk about turned out to be a tremendous trigger for a lot of insecurity and a lot of like, what in the world am I actually doing? So that... Like each chapter in a weird way felt a little bit like sitting in therapy, talking about stuff and writing about stuff that I just normally wouldn't probably want to broadcast to the entire universe. But the editing process of all of it, I, I ended up writing faster than I thought I would. I think I was able to put together coherent stories and an overall arc and some like stuff that truly is going to be. I think a tool that people can use, either if you're a man and you want to try and understand what got in my way or a woman, understand what might get in the way of the men in your life. Or um, honestly, I think the stories you tell are the lessons in it are not, they are not exclusive to men. Totally agree. In the same way that a lot of guys read Girl, Wash Your Face and were like, oh, I be I've believed this lie. I've struggled yeah. with this thing. So I think it's the same. The editing process has been the hardest. Thunder, 
from the heavens. Uh, the editing process has been the hardest because I want to uh, believe that the bias I have in believing what I've written is good is actually good. And then you hand it to someone else that doesn't share the same love of self that I might have for what I do. And they tell you all the places that it can be better. And my, the work in this has been changing the way that I receive the feedback as being an indictment on me not being good and instead on the like interest of making something that's good better. Yeah, I think there's something really interesting about what it means to... This is probably, if I had to guess, this is like fixed mindset versus growth mindset idea. If you guys have ever read the book by Carol Dweck, uh, which is a huge, a huge, that actually, I don't think we've done a Rise Together episode about, but that book was a huge tool for us in our relationship yep. because I am growth mindset. Like I'm the poster child. Growth mindset means that you believe that you can learn anything. You can figure anything out. You can grow into anything. Like you just think, oh, if I do the work, if I learn, like I can learn it. And it never occurred to me that there were other kinds of people and the other kinds of people is Dave, which is fixed mindset. So Dave grew up believing that you basically like come into the world with whatever skills, talents, abilities you're going to have, you're born with them. So Dave believed like, this is the way that I am. I'm, I'm going to just be this way and lucky for me because I'm awesome. Yeah. But then if you're fixed mindset and you run up against an obstacle or you struggle with something, you will just remove yourself from that situation because you won't put yourself in a place where you, can't succeed for sure uh, and i guess that would be fixed mindset of someone who's more like that because i'm sure there are people who are fixed mindset who would approach it in a negative way like i'm an idiot i can't do anything it'll never get better basically the gist is fixed mindset people just don't believe they can change they think life is always this way they think i'm never gonna improve i'm never there's nothing i can do there's also just like underlying all of that a little bit of like I, because for so many years of my life, I believed this like this story that I had told myself or that was told even frankly to me that you were created this way. These are the skills and talents that you have and you'll now use those skills and talents, but never really was there a story about acquiring additional skills or talents. The idea of being an author where it's my first time trying to do a thing mm -hmm. that I never did before. I don't have the evidence that I can in fact do this thing that I am doing for the first time. So that's what I was gonna say is like the difference between growth mindset is I'm used to failing at things because that's all I've ever known. So I'm used to failing, I'm used to getting edits, I'm used to thinking that my book is crappy but we're gonna work to make it better so it doesn't bother me. Versus growth mindset, if someone edits you and you've never had it happen before, you're like, yep, I'm a crappy author. Yeah, no, versus fixed mindset, yes. The fixed mindset part of me getting feedback on a book is like having to process it in a, in a way that I think the next 
time I have a book, the time yeah. after that will be just fundamentally different. And the good news is, like, I have been... I've been working through these edits with an editor that is not Rachel Hollis and have saved Rachel's edits for the end because the book is due a week from yesterday. So we're in real time going through her real time first read and giving me the notes that are the like cherry on top of a string of sessions of notes. But of course, the opinion who I am most interested in having weigh in on this is yours. So... Like I, because I've done it so many times, I, when I first started editing it, was just very like, change this, do this. You need something here. You need, like, I was just, I was just editing it and it was like too abrupt for you. It was oh, like too abrasive for the you. The first time, yeah. Rachel started editing in real time while we were on an airplane a month ago and I had a, like a breakdown. And the breakdown was a reflection of I thought that I was going to get a read through of the entire book and then a note on the <laughs> overall book before the specific like paragraph by paragraph notes. And here this woman is sitting next to me saying, oh, I would change the first sentence. And I was like, um, um, what? What did you just say? <laughs> I need you to start with I read the entire thing and it's really good. Now, here's some ways it can be better. Which is, you know, like a little immature of my, like, I don't know. No, if that's immature, exactly, like, no, that's is, exactly like, what an editor at a publishing house does. I just, you know, I had, I had to do it quick. I had to do it. Like, I just, I don't know. The thing is, I, I like an edit. Yeah. I like an edit. I want it. I want someone to tell me this doesn't make sense or this is a little murky or add a funny story here. Like I really want that because I'm so desperate to become better. And I think the only way you can become better at a craft like writing is other people have to tell you, they have to see the things you can't see and point them out to you. The thing, the weird thing is I totally like I appreciate it intellectually. I just emotionally sure. am still super sensitive to any, forget book editing. If you tell me that, man, you maybe ought to consider like doing this exercise versus that, or maybe you should read this, you know, or read anything, you know, like what, anything that is critical from you, I receive in a way that is different from other people. Also, like, I but was like, thinking, don't hold on. This is a very interesting conversation and it actually has to do with relationships. So bully for us for for finding a way to talk about what this podcast is actually about. I don't like it's not criticism to me. Criticism would be like if you were being mean. If you were like trying to hurt someone, that's criticizing but like, hey, if you did the push-ups and you turned your elbow this way, it's better for your bicep. Or like, how is that hurtful? I, I trust me. This is like, we might as well just invite Deborah, my therapist, to come on vacation with us because this is something that is at the like core core of my inability 
to not argue and debate. My, like the, that I might be. Your inability to argue and debate. To you, not. Oh, oh, to, to not, not. To not like, argue back. Yeah. I mean, most of the time when I'm getting a perspective that threatens my perfection, I know that's ridiculous, That I, but like I want to be seen in a light of like... I, I just, I think this is so interesting and I, literally I'm like having some kind of epiphany or, or whatever in real time. All I want, you know, my, what's my greatest value? Growth. All I want in my life is to learn how to do anything better literally anything like if you said oh rachel you're making the quesadilla do you know that if you actually like put the butter in the pan before you put the tortilla down you get like the perfect golden crisp i don't know i'm making something up literally anything like it is like what i sound crazy right now but i feel like it's like what we're on earth to do is to find out how to love better how to grow better how to be a better mom or a better wife or like write a book bake a banana bread run like literally anything i i anybody who could teach me literally anything algebra like i'm here for it Uh, yes it it makes me excited and the thing is i'm like i'm on the spectrum of like having that same exact attitude or the one that I came out of for the majority of my lifetime until say three years ago, I'm moving closer every single day to being someone who also wants to get that feedback so that I can become better. But it works against everything I ever grew up with because you're suggesting that there may be a way that I could do it better is his has historically been received by me as you are broken. You're not but enough. Why you're not- would you know? Why would you know how to do everything best? I, by again, this because- is not a like, I know, but sometimes just someone like asking you the rational question back, like you obviously, you're not best at anything in the world, except I guess you could say like you're the best at being Dave Hollis. Yeah. Uh, but like we we as humans are the best. I'm using air quotes, even though nobody can see me but Dave at the a very small thing. So if other people out there have knowledge that you could add to your toolbox, that's a gift. It, it, 100%. And here's the thing. If I'm inside of the gym and a trainer says, hey, if you move your elbow a little bit to the left yeah. and you do the push up this way, it's better for your bicep. Yeah. My ability to receive that from this third party stranger is for some reason different oh, than it is in being me. able to receive it. It's you. Interesting. It's, it, and, and, but, but it's you because of the weight of your opinion being just wildly okay wildly but then let me let me just more like, valuable okay than what about this this perspective then but knowing that you're married to someone who values growth so much then can you can you understand that if i'm telling you something like here's how you make the quesadilla it's because like i get excited about 
becoming like I'm just I just want to share that information it's why I do this for a living is I feel like I go through life literally I go through life trying to figure out how to do anything and everything better and then I take what I've learned because in order to to do anything better let's say health like my health journey is it's over a decade and so then I take all the things that I've learned and I just you know boil it down and give it to people like, hey, guys, here's what I know about nutrition that I didn't know 10 years ago. Here's what yeah. I know about hydration. Here's what I know about working out. And what I'm going to know five years from now or 10 years from now is going to be something greater still. It's not that I'm I think there's something wrong with you, but I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have an idea. I think this idea could maybe help you. And I just assume that anybody, our listeners, you sitting here, our children will hear the idea. You try it once. You see if it is something that works for you. If it works, you add it to your toolkit. If it doesn't, you let it fall away. Yeah. Hey, the the good news is everything in this last year, everything in this last year and a half has challenged everything I ever thought about what it means to be open to the possibility that you can actually choose to grow by learning new things and doing new things like this shift from fixed to growth mindset is a thing that I'm still in the midst of. Like I 100% aspire to be growth mindset because man, the like limits are, there are none in terms of what you can go do, but it's working against a lifetime of muscle memory. Yeah. And so like writing the book in a lot of ways, like diving into mindset and diving into motivation, diving into limiting beliefs, like all of these things were wonky speak. It was like charlatan snake oil stuff to me a minute ago. The word skeptics guide is a part of the title of the book because I have just been a skeptic. And so I intellectually appreciate every single thing that you're talking about Emotionally, it still sometimes is a thing I have to process. Well, good for you. Well, good for me. Good for you because even if it's hard and even if learning, even if you're like failing at learning to fail, you're still pushing yourself into places that make you uncomfortable and trying stuff that's new. And I think that's the only way that you can make this journey is I is is just to try and to fall down and to understand that you're still okay and you just stand back up and you go again and you try again and every time like you said the next book you in the edit you'll be like yep this is how it goes and this is what happens and it'll all be okay it'll be great if we live because this bedroom that we're in is I mean it's got to be 100 degrees in It here. might be, at the very least, it's in the 90s. So you the guys humidity know, in Hawaii, they don't the have 90s. ACs in the room because you open up all the windows. But in order for us to record the podcast, we had to close everything for sound purposes. And I, you might actually, I might die. Don't, please, Honey, don't die. I'm like a dog that someone left in the car in the summertime. I've got a minute 42 tops. That's too soon. Too soon from what? Too soon to talk about dogs dying in cars. Like, you know how long a dog has to live if you put it in a car in the summertime? We're going to end on this? The same amount of time as my Entertainment Tonight segment. What a... Why are there so many... Should we ask him to leave reviews now? 
No one wants to review this. Oh episode. no, that the, there are at least a dozen Pams <laughs> who are about to write a scathing review. Why would I waste all of my zero dollars of spent money on this free podcast? If you want a podcast that's about nothing, then this is the one to this waste is the your one life for on. You, but for those of you who just finished up the dishes dried everything you put it away you finished your drive to work maybe we made you chuckle maybe you learned a little bit about growth mindset maybe we didn't make them chuckle let's be honest here's the deal our humor works well for us but may not may not That's actually true. travel but if you made it all the way to the end of this episode i mean i don't know maybe maybe they're maybe they've been captured maybe they can't control what if there is a... Now we're going to get into kidnapping? Yeah, what we're if there's a psychopath? We're going from dogs and cars to kidnapping? Well, you're the one who said the, the, the skin coat. That's no, honey. Clear, you whispered up. to me what was that weird thing that that yeah, person did. And she I know. said the skin coat. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they would have heard about that on Entertainment Tonight. All right, guys. We'll see you next week on Rise Together Podcast. And we promise to do an episode... That has some real value beyond entertainment and Kermit the Frog jokes. Maybe. <laughs>